0: to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our message for this morning comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 24, verses 15 through 19. We read, then he spoke his message, the prophecy of Balaam, son of Baor, the prophecy of one whose eye sees clearly, the prophecy of one who hears the words of God, who has knowledge from the Most High, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who falls prostrate and whose eyes are opened. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. He will crush the foreheads of Moab, the skulls of all the people of Sheth. He will crush the foreheads of Moab and the skulls of all the people of Sheth. Edom will be conquered. Seir, his enemy, will be conquered. But Israel will grow strong. A ruler will come out of Jacob and destroy the survivors of the city. This is the word of the Lord. Brothers and sisters in Christ, what has been on your mind lately? What kind of responsibilities and obligations do you have that are demanding your time, your energy, and your mental effort? Is it a new project at work that you're working on, causing you to stay late maybe, put in a few extra hours, and just taking a lot of effort on your part? Is it something at home? Is it your children and all their various obligations that they're involved in, which of course become your obligations? Is it a new diet and exercise plan that you're working on in the new year? Is it some sort of problem, situation that you have with something or someone that you need to work out and it's, it's causing you a lot of stress? Or is it something I haven't even mentioned? Now, if I were to go around the room and ask all of you today, if in your life right now, personally, you feel busy You know, some of you might say, no, my life is pretty easy. I got all the free time in the world. But I would venture to guess that most of you probably would say, yeah, my my life is busy. I got a lot on my plate. Some of you might go as far as to say that I have so much going on that I feel overwhelmed. I feel exhausted. Well, in our reading for today from Numbers chapter 24 we look at a group of people who may have been feeling some of those same thoughts of being overwhelmed, being exhausted. And that group of people is the Israelites of the Old Testament. So let's take a step back and kind of look at the context where we are in the history of Israel at the time of this reading. So at this time, um, when, when this reading takes place, the Israelites had just been wandering in the wilderness for 40 whole years. That's a long time. But it is at this point that they've come to the end of those 40 years that they're busy making preparations. Preparations to finally enter that promised land after all those years. Now, God had already given them some victories on their way to the promised land and now they are camped right along the Jordan River. On the other side of the Jordan River is the Promised Land. They're that close. Now, despite the fact that they were so close, they also had a lot on their mind. Particularly, there were a lot of enemies around. One of those enemies was a nation called Moab. Now, Moab had a king named Balak. And Balak, he was terrified of the Israelites because he'd heard about Some of the victories that they'd already won. And he thought, what if my kingdom is next? I don't want to be crushed by these Israelites like the other nations have been. So Balak comes up with a plan. He sends uh, some of his messengers to a guy who lives far away, a guy who goes by the name of Balaam. So just to get this straight, Balak is the king. Balak ends in a K. King starts with a K. That's how I keep it straight. So Balak the king goes to Balaam, and Balaam was known as sort of an expert in religions. Um, we don't know a lot, but uh, yeah, we could say he's an expert in religions. And Balak wants Balaam to come back with his messengers, back to Moab, because he wants Balaam to put a curse on the Israelites. On behalf of the nation of Moab. That's, that's Balak's plan. Now, let's talk about Balaam a little more. So, Balaam, he knew who the true Lord was, the, the same Lord that the Israelites worshiped, the same Lord that we're worshiping today. But make no mistake, Balaam, not a true believer. To Balaam, the Lord was just one of many, many gods. But despite that fact, the Lord decides that he can use. Balaam, for his purposes. So he goes to Balaam and he says, go with them, go to Moab, but you can do and say only what I tell you to do and say. So Bala- Balaam goes. Um, along the way, there's a whole thing with the talking donkey. That's, that's a story for another day. So let's fast forward to when he actually gets to Moab. And the Lord speaks through Balaam. Seven times. Our reading for today is the fourth, the one right in the middle of those seven blessings. So I'm going to read a part of it one more time, uh, starting in verse 17. I'm going to read verses 17 through 19 uh, just to give our attention to that one more time. I see him now, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. He will crush the foreheads of Moab, the skulls of all the people of Sheth. Edom will be conquered, Seir his enemy will be conquered, but Israel will grow strong. A ruler will come out of Jacob and destroy the survivors of the city. So not only at this point were the Israelites exhausted from all that wandering in the wilderness, but as I mentioned before, they had plenty of enemies as well. Moab was one of those enemies. Jericho, the city right across from them um, on the other side of the Jordan River, was another enemy. Uh, In these verses, Edom is mentioned. That's yet another enemy. And there were plenty more, plenty more reasons for the Israelites to lose hope as they prepared to enter the promised land. But it is at this point when they've been at a place where they've almost lost hope that the Lord gives them a wonderful blessing with a wonderful promise. And he does it, of all things, through a false prophet. Even though Balaam was commissioned to bring down curses on Israel, all he can do is bless them by God's grace. And what does he promise them? Well, victory, victory complete destruction of all their enemies, and therefore, hope. Hope that they, they would actually win back the land promised to them. But their hope went far beyond that. It went to a star who would come out of Jacob and a scepter who would rise out of Israel. Let's think about those words, a star and a scepter. What does a star do? Well, the obvious answer is a star gives light, Right? that's not all. That light provides life. We think of the star of our solar system, the sun. Unless God provided some other means without the sun, none of us here would be able to survive. The sun gives us uh, warmth, even though it might not seem like it today. The sun gives us food. Uh, It provides us with life. Well, The star mentioned here is none other than the light of the world, who came to bring people the light of life, who came to lead the spiritually blind along unfamiliar paths, who came to bring people out of darkness and give them life. Jesus is the star of Jacob. He came to win life for sinners, sinners like the Israelites, sinners like us. He did this by winning victory over our greatest enemies. By his death on the cross, he won victory over our sin. And by his resurrection from the dead, he won victory over death. That is how Jesus conquered our greatest spiritual enemies and gave us life. And the best part of it all is it's all free by God's grace. We did nothing to earn this victory, but it's simply given to us by the undeserved love of God. And this star of Jacob is also referred to here as the scepter of Of Israel what is a scepter we don't really see those in our world today except maybe in TV shows and movies but a scepter is a decorated sort of staff held by a ruler and it symbolizes power Jesus is that scepter he has unlimited power as shown once again by his death resurrection and victory over all our enemies He is a king who's coming, the Israelites look forward to, and he is a king who's coming, we look forward to, because he is a king who gives true hope to his people. Hope that we need, maybe especially around this time of year. Where are you at personally in your life right now? How are you feeling after the first three weeks of 2024? Is this time of year exposing something in you? Is it making you feel a way that you wish you didn't? Maybe this, this time of year exposes a feeling of loneliness. As the days get shorter and, and they get colder and colder and you're stuck in the house more, it just, it just feels empty. Empty especially because people who used to be there aren't anymore you know it wouldn't it wouldn't feel so empty if if they were still with you but he or she is no longer with us on this earth she used to come over and you would have dinner or drinks share a few laughs catch up but for whatever reason you you two don't really talk anymore you know our house used to feel nothing but Energy, or it used to never feel empty. It used to be just complete energy, but that was when we had kids, and now those kids—they've, they've they've grown up and moved out of the house. And maybe you saw them over the holidays, but it just went by so fast, and it's going to be a while before you see them again. It it just doesn't feel the same when the people you care about aren't around. You feel lonely, or maybe this time of year exposes something else maybe it exposes a feeling of, of being overwhelmed, kind of like we talked about before. You know, yet a, yet another year goes by and you still are struggling to keep up with all your responsibilities at work, home, maybe at school. You, you just can't get ahead no matter how hard you try. Your, your list of things to do is like a hundred things long and you've barely even started that list and you don't have time to do the things that you want to do or spend time with the people that you want to spend time with. You just feel overwhelmed. Or maybe the, this time of year exposes a feeling of financial insecurity. After all the traveling and gift-giving of the holidays, you know, money is a little bit tight, and, and things, they, they don't cost what they used to cost getting harder to pay the bills and, dare I say, tax season is coming up, how are you going to make ends meet this year? Or maybe this time of year exposes something within yourself. Maybe the problem is that you don't feel like yourself. You feel irritable, anxious, pessimistic. You lack a sense of purpose. You lack motivation. You lack energy. You lack hope. It just feels like you're, you're going through the motions day by day. You know, this, this time of year is known for causing people to feel very sad, maybe even depressed. There's a name for it, seasonal affective disorder. Are you one of the many people that are affected by that? Or maybe for whatever reason, something that I haven't even touched on, this particular winter just feels colder to you. Something is getting in the way of your joy and your hope. Well, even as the seasons change, one thing never changes. Thanks to the star of Jacob, the scepter of Israel, who came into this world for you and for me, even the coldest and darkest time of year can still bring the same joy and hope. Even though things in our own personal lives change, even though the people around us in our family, in our homes, and in our circles of friends may change, even though our financial situation may change, even though our emotions might change, one thing never changes, The fact that Jesus came into this world and revealed himself to you and to me will never change. God's love which caused him to send his one and only son whom he loved into the world to save you and me, that will also never change. And the forgiveness that we have in him will never change. And the fact that he's coming again to take us to be with him will also never change. With Jesus, there is never a seasonal letdown. You know, God, God blesses us with times in our lives that bring us joy, time spent with, with loved ones, with friends, time spent doing something you enjoy, a particular hobby, time spent doing something productive that you feel like you're really making a big difference, uh, time spent relaxing, watching your favorite show on Netflix or any of the, any of the other 30 streaming services. These things are blessings from God. They can get us through those hard times, so so enjoy those blessings from God. But when all else fails, or even as you enjoy those things, always remember the one blessing that can never fail to bring you hope and joy, Savior Jesus who made himself known to you. May that star of Jacob brighten your lives with happiness and excitement, May that scepter of Israel provide you comfort through the hope that he provides. May you be filled with joy and hope, knowing that your precious and perfect Savior, who has been revealed to you by God's grace, will never let you down. Amen.